the volume. The Colin Coward Pod. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more during the Super Bowl than with FanDuel. New users bet five bucks and win 280 in cash on either team to win. FanDuel's America's number one sportsbook. It's safe and secure. It's easy to use. And it's fun to combine multiple bets from time to time on their same game parlays. Really easy. Bet a little. Win a lot. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day, each night when you log in. How do you do that? Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up with the promo code Colin. Let them know I sent you. The Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to the Wednesday morning podcast. Daryl Morey, the deal-making GM of the Philadelphia 76ers, has himself a James Harden prototype. Wait, he's got James Harden, actually. He'll be joining us in five minutes. I got some thoughts. Um, I was reading a story the other day. There was a recent survey from the site Real Estate Witch. 90% of millennials said there is such a housing shortage right now. 90% said they would buy a house sight unseen. They just want to get into the housing market. And I saw that and I thought, well, yeah, that's what you do when scarcity is created. That's a lot like what the Rams did with Matt Stafford. There's a limited number of great quarterbacks. He had a losing record. He'd only made one Pro Bowl. And they said, well, there's about seven of these guys on the market that our scouts think are difference makers, even though he has a losing record, even though he's finished fourth place multiple times. We're going to roll the dice, give up multiple first round picks and our quarterback. In fact, we're going to pay Jared Goff to play for Detroit for a year and Matt Stafford to be with us. 
Listen, 82% of buyers, millennials, would be willing to purchase a fixer-upper, even if it needed major repairs <laughs> without seeing it. And this is why you got to take big swings. Listen, you can always call a plumber. You can always hire a contractor and fix things. It's the same thing with quarterbacks. You can solve your offensive line in a draft. You can find receivers. There's 30 great ones a year in college. There's seven great quarterbacks on the market. You do what you got to do. You take big swings to get one. Other thoughts. Kyler Murray making a lot of noise for the Arizona Cardinals. He scrubbed the Arizona Cardinals from his social media. They took some shots at him, leaked it to Adam Schefter. He went back on social media. It doesn't happen very often, but we saw something happen during the pandemic. A big chunk of employees retired. And employees now, for the only time in my life that I can recall, employees, even young, talented employees, young employees, have leverage sometimes over companies. Uh, ZipRecruiter, you've heard of ZipRecruiter? They have job openings. They post job openings. Since the pandemic started, the percentage of companies offering retirement plans to employees has jumped 30%, almost a third. Like that had mostly gone away. Pensions had gone away. A lot of benefits had evaporated. Oh, not anymore. Because now employees with remote work, with a lot of people getting into early retirement, the employees now have the power or at least equal footing with employers. And that's what Kyler Murray has. Kyler Murray looks around and goes, okay, Russell Wilson's in my division. Matt Stafford's in my division. Kyle Shanahan's in my division. What was Arizona before I got here? The GM and the coach were going to get fired. So Kyler Murray's just saying, pay me early. Josh Allen got money early. Like Josh Allen, I'm getting better every year. I've taken a franchise that lost a lot and made them more viable. This doesn't happen a lot. It hasn't happened a lot in my life, and I'm, you know, 58 years old. But I think Kyler Murray is doing what a lot of employees are now doing. Hey, I got the leverage. It doesn't happen much. I'm going to take advantage of it. And he's right. I mean, Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson did not get the bag early and both got hurt. Josh Allen got the bag early, but he's 6'6", 250. Kyler Murray looks in the mirror and goes, I'm 5'10", 210. I want the money. I want it now. I have leverage. And, I, and I'll say this. In my history with dealing with corporations, I've rarely had leverage other than, you know, I have a decent size audience. But when you do have leverage as an employee, you best take it because you may never have it again. Had an interesting conversation with somebody in an athletic department about the transfer portal and name image likeness. And a Caleb Williams is going to make two and a half million dollars a year from Beats by Dre. Dr. Dre is a huge USC booster. He's going to make another two to two and a half million dollars a year from his name image likeness deal with USC through other donors, sponsors, advertisers. And listen, we all know in college football, it's a have and have not sport. What the athletic administrator was saying, and this is a university that has had a lot of bowl success. It's not a top five program. It's a top 20 program. He said what scares a lot of these athletic directors 
There's 130 Division I football programs. There's always been like seven great ones and another 15 to 20 that are viable. And then there's a bunch that, you know, kind of rotate year to year, another 30, your Purdue's, uh, you know, your BYU's, good programs, if they get the right coach, can win games. The fear with athletic directors now is the have and have nots are going to exponentially grow the have nots. Instead of having 30 have nots, we'll have 60 to 80 have nots. And they'll be at the top of the pyramid, six to eight programs like USC, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama. Maybe another 10, Michigan, Oregon, that kind of program. And then everybody else is going to be fighting for table scraps. The stories you are now hearing inside athletic departments, you need 10 million additional dollars per year today to get elite quarterbacks, elite edge rushers, and elite star high school players, or to keep yours in the program. 10 million a year. Okay, That is a lot of additional money when you consider athletic departments outside of football and men's and women's basketball. Everything else usually hemorrhages dollars. You ever meet anybody and they complain that they can never meet the right person? And could be a man, could be a woman, perpetually single or have had bumpy relationships. And then the more you listen to them talk and confide in you, you think to yourself, maybe they're part of the problem. You know, I was thinking about Kevin Durant. His career started with Westbrook and Harden, but Kevin's very passive aggressive. He's not real confrontational. And because of that, even though Westbrook drove him nuts, he never went to the front office and demanded a move by them. Therefore, he broke him up. Then he goes to Golden State, San Francisco, right? It's great. Gets into some fights with Draymond Green. But instead of confronting Draymond Green, he left the dynasty. And what is he left with? Wacky Kyrie Irving, bizarre end-of-game liability Ben Simmons, and a roster that's not close to Milwaukee's chemistry and Miami's chemistry, and certainly not Philadelphia's chemistry. I kind of feel with Kevin Durant, it's on Kevin Durant. I mean, the Westbrook situation in OKC, if you would have gone to management and said, me or Westbrook, you think they would have chosen Durant, right? Like there was arguments already being made that he was the second best player in the league to LeBron. In Golden State, if he'd have said, dude, let's spend a couple of days, Draymond, hashing this thing out. I'll pay for the therapist. He'd be right now on the best team, arguably, in the league. I like Kevin Durant, but this is why confrontation is good and passive aggressive is not. I mean, Kobe Bryant went to the Lakers and said, get me another star or I'll go to Chicago. They got him Pau Gasol. You know, Michael Jordan did this on multiple occasions. Get me this and get rid of this guy. Kevin Durant's situation is the Bermuda Triangle of weirdness. Anti-vaxxer, flat earther, sage in the locker room, Kyrie Irving. Ben Simmons, afraid to shoot free throws, doesn't want the ball in key situations in the playoffs, even though he's in his prime. It's hard to feel sorry for people who don't confront their problems. If you end up in another bad relationship, look in the mirror. 
All right, Daryl Morey, Sixers GM, former Rocket GM, a bon vivant, a world traveler, a global thinker. Bon vivant, <laughs> that's extreme, Alan. <laughs> Fancy guy. So oh. you're in Philadelphia. Let's start with this. Like Houston's a nice sports town, but there's something about the cold winters, the intensity, Northeast America. And I think this is a great quality. Philadelphia, they're hard on their GMs. They're hard on their players. They demand excellence. When you're driving to work and the Sixers are a topic on WIP radio, do you find it aggravating or wildly entertaining? I love it. Uh, I think my last uh, places I've worked, you could only hear football talk. So, uh, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> like we, uh, we actually uh, in Houston one year, we were, I think, in the Western Conference finals and the only talk was the nfl draft so uh it gives you a sense of how exciting it is here the city's a city's a buzz you know joel Embiid's the favorite for mvp we got a past mvp we got a stacked team we got a championship coach let's go yeah i i said when the trade came down i said it because it broke during my show and i said i think philadelphia won the trade two reasons one and i don't think winning the trade you know that's a media term but I said, generally in my life, get the best player. I thought you did. And I said, secondly, this is a really joyful team. The chemistry's good. I'm just adding a really great piece. I said, listen, they gave up a lot, but that's a lot of moving parts. And this is the middle of a season. So, Daryl, my takeaway was, I do think it's easier to ask one great player to fit into a great locker room than a bunch of parts. Is that how you saw it? Yeah, I obviously... I have a real good sense of how good uh, James Harden is. And look, we have Joel Embiid. I, you know, can, I think he's going to finish his career being talked of as one of the all-time great big men. I think James Harden's already being talked about as one of the all-time great perimeter players. You know, put them, put them together in terms of what you give up. I don't think you need to focus on that uh, as much when you have an MVP level player. Uh, I have a, I have a short trade deadline story about what we gave up. So, I'd like to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it was the line of our trade deadline. So obviously we were trying to keep, you know, Tyrese Maxey and, yeah. and, and, uh, Thibel, uh, uh, out of the deal. Um, you know, and, and obviously my job is to keep track of the future and we ended up, you know, they ended up insisting on, you know, two first round picks if we didn't include them. And, uh, you know, they're pretty steadfast. And at the end of the day, you have to either decide to make a deal or pass. And, you know, we've passed many times. So anyway, to get to the point of the story, we're debating whether we give up two first round picks and I'll rewind a couple of days. And I was talking to a Western conference team who we liked a player on their team. We offered one first for that player. They said, no. And I got a little bothered with the GM. I'm like, this guy's never going to give this player up, but I'm just going to offer two first to see, to see what happens. You know, and very quickly, he's like, no, to two first. This is a player, by the way, that every, every 2K player, Colin Cowherd, Nick Wright, every human on earth would have said, oh my God, you have to give that player up for two first. So I just did it just to like see. And he said, no, immediately. So fast forward to the final day, we're debating two firsts. And one of our great front office people were like, like three days ago, we couldn't even get this player for two firsts. Why are we debating this? Why are we even talking about this? We can get James Harden. He's a Hall of Fame player. 
and you're worried and we're worried about a you know a first in the future that's protected you know that's the thing i am very careful i've never given up a unprotected future first i think that can hurt franchises but uh you know protected first we've, we've so even if things fall apart, you know, in 2085 or whatever, when we gave it up, um, you know, it won't be a pick in the top of the draft. Missing football? Well, you can still turn every Thursday into payday with NBA on TNT on the FanDuel Sportsbook. This is great, Thursdays. Doesn't matter if you win or lose. FanDuel's giving all customers $10 back every Thursday in site credit. Every Thursday, just put a $10 bet or more, same game parlay, any NBA TNT game. Same game parlays are great. You got to combine a bunch of stuff. You can do a money line, a point spread, a player prop, all in one wager. Bet a little, potentially win a lot. Um, I think you'll love it. Same game parlay bets are my favorite. You can bet 10 bucks, five bucks, and win three or four or five or six times the money. FanDuel Sportsbook during the NBA is great. Easy to use, live betting, $10 back every Thursday in site credit, win or lose with TNT Thursdays. By the way, if you're new to FanDuel, sign up with the promo code Colin to make every moment more this NBA season. Promo code Colin, exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbookfanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Vredestein test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You know, I was st- I, I, I said on the air, I said, listen, S- Seth Curry, I, maybe you guys prize draft picks more. You know, I live in Los Angeles where the Rams just give away first round picks and their takeaway is hell. We're drafting bottom of the first round anyway. And I looked at the deal and I thought what I wouldn't want to give up, what I would have fought for, because I mean, you never want to give up two picks, right? You, the Curry is interesting because I do think in today's modern game, he he's a nice rotational piece. Is is that something you lost a, a night's sleep on the the Curry component? Yeah, you have to give up something to get something. Seth Curry was amazing for us. I mean, yes, one of the best shooters of all time. He's actually getting better, even though he's thirty two or whatever he is. Uh, he came to his career later, and he's improving. So that was a very tough piece. So so was Drummond, who was giving us probably the best minutes behind Joel Embiid uh, ever. But you know, we thought that. To, to take advantage of Joel and his prime over the next several years, you know, we to win it, we had to have a player like James Harden. So we don't mind, like, let's say people even are all right. Let's say we quote unquote overpaid. First off, I don't know what that means. We went from 2% title odds to I think we're sitting at 13% right now. Um, so to me, it's like very straightforward. Our job is to give ourselves a chance to win the championship. This does it. Um, and you're going to have to give up something to get a player of James Harden's caliber. Are you worried a little bit? You gave up Ben Simmons. I mean, he wasn't playing this year, um, so you're not really giving up his length. Um, you know, Drummond's a big. You know, Ben is a lot of length when he did play. Harden's not a great defender. Um, you still have, to me, I guess you have Embiid, Thibel. I guess probably that's not. I always think. Of, I I don't know why I always think about this, but many of the great teams. It's tips. It's a possession. It the you're battling for the ball. That that stuff I think about all the time. What is something in this draft or in this trade that most of us in the media wouldn't think about? Like length is something bizarre I think about all the time in this league. Well, you should. I mean, obviously, you have to have a top defense. We had the I think the second best defense last year. We had fallen to to, to nine this year. I think 
what you're describing is why we love Ben Simmons. Like he is a very good player. Like that is why, you know, we, we would have preferred this didn't happen. It obviously happened. Um, but having his ability to rebound, set the pace, uh, deflections. I mean, I, he's, he's an unbelievable defender. So lots of reasons why look, it was a win-win trade. You know, I take a step back and you know, this Colin, cause you're a student of multiple sports. Uh, the, a trade is sort of a North American creation. That's not totally true, but it's mostly true. It's mostly big in North America. It's not really something big in the other sports that are big in the world. And the re like some people question, like, why do you have trades? It's weird or whatever. You couldn't design a more, you know, Adam Silver should be so happy, right? You couldn't design a better reason for a trade than what just happened. Two players who wanted to be in a new situation, who are extremely good players, who will play very well in the other place and not this place. If, if this isn't the perfectly designed trade where both us and Brooklyn can get better and the rest of the East, I think, is nervous right now. Both of us, both of us are a lot better and the rest of the East, you know, did – did moves and moves that improved them, but not like the sort of significant moves that Brooklyn and, and we did. You, you know, Daryl, it's interesting. I had said this on the air, Joint Taylor and I are both NBA fans. And I said, it's a bad year. I said this week ago, it's a bad year for stories. I said, the Simmons story is not, it's not any fun. Kyrie's not any fun. James isn't happy. It's not fun. Westbrook's not working in LA. I said, this has always been a story league, right? Well, the, today, I said on the air, I said, I can't wait to watch Harden play with Embiid. And I'm fascinated Ben Simmons surrounded by all these shooters. It's kind of a perfect place for him. And so, you know, my takeaway was, yeah, this is they just engineered two stories. I, it, Harden's an interesting player because in international soccer, if you look at Maradona, Ronaldo, Messi, Big personalities, everything from tax evasion to we know who their girlfriends are. Europe's ahead of us on this. We understand the stars are dramatic and they're like ro international royalty. In America, when a player's quirky, we're like bad teammate. So when I look at Harden, I'm like, well, when he's engaged 90% of his career, he's a Hall of Famer. He is not a guy. He's a little bit of an artist. He can he can be moody. But I, but I think to myself, well, that's inter that's international soccer. All right. the great players are sometimes is our media naive to realize these are the world's greatest artists. Athletes are now. It's where all global wealth goes to buy teams, and that we have to bake in. They have needs. They have short careers. They are sensitive because they're hyper criticized. And Harden's just what global sports are. Yeah, I think, look, if you take a step back, we're an entertainment business and there's a lot of similarities to where you live. If you're still living in L.A., I assume you are in yes. Hollywood, where you have your Robert Downer Juniors, you have your you have your, um, uh, uh, you know, the <laughs> Christian Johnny, Bale, your, Christian Bale's Johnny Depp. You have these like hyper talented guys. They're just different. A lot of what makes them great is because they are different. Uh, and I think that's, I think that's absolutely true. And I think I love the notion of a team. I think we've all played teams generally. Uh, and I think the teams that you or I on Colin, I'm not trying to diss your sports career, whatever it might've been, but I'm guessing, I'm guessing you probably didn't play like Elton Brand, Brand played with, uh, you know, Ron Artest and uh, Lamar Odom when he was a kid, like right. 
the teams I'm on, everyone's there's some better players, some worse players, but there's no there's no like uh, you know future Mozart playing on my teams when I'm growing up. And you know these guys like James Harden and uh, the players I can't mention because they're on other teams that only you can mention. They are they are artists, you know. They're they're not Matisse, they're not Matisse Thibels, but they're <laughs> but they're uh, <laughs> uh, that was a terrible uh, joke. Yeah. But, um, they're, but they're, they are artists. They're different. And, you know, I think you probably see more of it in Hollywood than, than, than anybody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just down the street from some, I don't know. Sometimes people in your job can be a little like that. Colin. Hey. There, there might be some, there might be some, <laughs> some artists out there, that, you know, or sports talk show people. I don't know. We've been known to be a little high maintenance. I'm not going to. I'm not going to run from I mean, that. Do you only like one color M&M, Colin? That's, 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 that's my curiosity at this point. No, I've got my personal quirks. I do. You can, you can use any toilet. Like, you, you know. Not really. <laughs> you don't have to have your own personal. <laughs> I've got I've got these weird little. I'm going to ask them? Nick. You can't lie to me. Nick will tell me. So. No, he's still smoking black and tars and he's rich. <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on. Move on to something more <laughs> elegant. Yeah. The, um. You know, it, it's living in the East. So I'm a West Coast guy. I lived in the East for 10 years and I liked it. I, I said this. I, I needed to be around Boston and New York. It really taught me about people. I really did. I mean, societally, it was I loved Connecticut's prep schools, their intensity, their I just I thought it was cool because I grew oh, yeah, up in Washington State. Connecticut prep schools are legendary. <laughs> well, I mean, you know about these, don't you? I've heard about it, but not for sports. Like you're talking, but about I'm sports. saying, I there is something about the intensity. When I used to listen to WFAN in New York, the West Coast didn't have that. They were punitive and they were hard. And I I do think every sports executive should at least once have to work in the Northeast. A hundred percent. Well, so I've been in Cleveland growing up. Boston. I was there for four years and now Philadelphia. And I know growing up in Cleveland, 3WE was the radio station. I took pride. I'm not kidding. I took pride. They'd be like, we broadcast in 30 states, you know, 3WE. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm so happy. Our talk shows are, I li- I was glued to the radio. Everything was the Browns, obviously, where I, where I grew up. Right. And that, that's, I don't, I'm new to Philadelphia. But the fans in the Northeast absolutely are different. They, they like. I think just look when it's snowing out and you're indoors all day. You want your team to be playing well, or that's you get, right. Or you get angry. You're not happy. <laughs> like you're, that's right. And especially if the team does dumb things, like you're really angry. So yeah. yeah. No, I've I remember listening to WFAN. Uh, the Yankees had made some off-season trades. Now I don't think well-run teams are influenced by this, but the Mets at the time weren't well run and they made a move. It was the the callers were killing the Mets, make a move at the break, make a move. And they went and got Jason Bay, an outfielder who just did not work at all. You could tell he was a clunky outfielder. They had a huge spacious outfield that wouldn't work. But the point being is I did think sometimes the intensity of the media influenced front offices uh, sometimes at the trade deadline, make a move. And because I think owners often listen to that. And then they put pressure on general managers. When you look at this team right now, Embiid has a little bit of an injury history. Do you feel, and Harden is now not 24 years old, do you feel, listen, this is a two or three year window. How do you view the whole thing? I view it as 
look, look, the most important year is this year. Like, uh, we're in this phase where uh, I've never seen the NBA so wide open. I don't know what you think, Colin. Um, it's like basically Phoenix, Golden State, Brooklyn, us, Milwaukee. If you look in Vegas right now, pretty much all of us have about the same odds, and they're all about one and six. Um, so it's wide open. You don't see a Golden State, which we kept banging against that wall, uh, you know, our Houston teams. And prior to that, there was a Miami that everyone had to bang their head against. There's not a team like that that's sitting at 40, 50% title odds, which can happen in basketball. It's really rare. So it's wide open. This year's the most important. But we've got a good run. Hall of Fame players like James, they age well. I mean, I think if you look at both modern the modern techniques that are out there, uh, Hall of Fame level ball handlers and basketball IQ players, there's a few in the league I can't mention, but you can say, are playing at a very high level late into their 30s. Um, and so we feel very good. Look, Joel's a big, bigs generally uh, don't last quite as long, especially as you get over seven feet. Um, these years are critical, like the next few years. And, and we have, I think, arguably, for sure, the best perimeter interior combination in the league. If I had never seen Joel, Joel Embiid play and, um, and you were sending me out to scout him, and you, you said, hey, I want you to go look at this guy. You're going to go scout this series. And I said, yeah, I hear this Joel Embiid is great. I'd never seen him play. How would you describe him to somebody? Well, it depends on your age. You're old enough. So I'd say Hakeem Olajuwon if he was seven foot one. I mean, as you, I don't know if you've been next to Hakeem, but he's like yes. six, six ten. <laughs> I mean, he's tall, but he's not like in, like when I was a kid watching on TV, I like for sure he's seven feet until you get with him. So imagine the, a seven foot one Hakeem Olajuwon would be the, they're different in some ways, but both were two way players. Both were extraordinarily impactful defensively. Both were extraordinarily skilled offensively with amazing footwork. Um, you know, I remember like one of the biggest wow moments when I first came to Philadelphia, you'll never guess was the wizards playoffs last year. Joel came down and sort of tweaked his, uh, tweaked his leg. Like I remember. Bad. Yeah. Tweaked yeah. his leg. He actually didn't, play game four because he tweaked in a game three, didn't play game four in the back hallway. And, you know, Josh Harris and the group had already built up a, a wonderful medical staff around him, uh, put him through this regiment that they, they built that they have for when anything happens. Let's just, let's put, I call it the, the Jiffy Lube 57 point test. They like run Joel through all these paces. He was able to do moves, with both legs off each leg balance that I think Simone Biles would have been moderately impressed with, <laughs> with his mobility and balance and strength off each leg at his size. I've never seen anything like it. And people say the same about Elijah Wan. So, and they both played soccer growing up. I think the parallels are there, except Joel's, you know, three inches taller and much bigger, actually. I'm going to throw something at you that's kind of weird. So there was always this saying that there were more bigs that busted than guards. And some of that was personality driven, that if you were seven feet tall in ninth grade, it's difficult socially. And that a lot of the bigs in my lifetime, Wilt was kind of flaky. Kareem was sort of stoic. A lot of centers busted. And if you look at four centers, four or five centers who didn't, David Robinson, Akeem, Shaq, Embiid. Giannis, they all share 
something, a very joyful personality, um, a transferable sort of personality in a locker room is that they handled their size at a young age. Maybe they maybe they weren't as tall at, at, at 11 and that first my initial theory, which is bigs I had heard for years could be very different people. But a lot of the great ones, and you've got one, they handled that kind of social challenge differently, and they're very happy people, and it plays in a room. Yeah, absolutely. Their EQ is, is generally, generally higher. Well, I've actually studied why bigs bust at a higher rate, and it's, why? it's two factors, and it's related to what you say. So there's, there's two big factors. One is they're overpicked. So let's say you're a GM. It's not as true anymore because people know the games are going towards more skill than size. Uh, but if you look through the history of NBA drafts, the if you start to get into the late first, second round, a lot of GMs in the past were like, well, I probably won't get fired if I pick the seven-footer. And if it hits, it hits. It's amazing. Uh, but they were just over-selected. They really were. Like it's, it's like provable in the data. And then on top of that, this is less – less databases, more psychology. Um, a lot of bigs play the game just because they were tall early and they were encouraged by somebody, parents, friends, coach at their local school. Hey, you should play basketball. You're tall, right? But they don't develop the habits and love the game as much. And that's what usually sustains you all the way to be a great player in the NBA. You can, a lot of them will even get to the NBA, not love it, but that the work ethic after you get paid millions of dollars is still very high and needed. And so both of those, I think, contribute uh, to a bus trade. And you're right. I hadn't noticed that the bigs you mentioned are very gregarious, uh, very, you know, sort of smart. Um, and they, they use, they had to use their social skills to sort of survive some tough early times in their life. I right. Think. See, Daryl, a lot of my theories aren't bullshit. They work. I haven't heard of Manalytics. You haven't brought up Manalytics again yet. <laughs> Where'd that theory go? <laughs> I don't even remember what it meant, but I loved it. It was one of my favorites. Yeah, well, I mean, I, this is, you know what? We're seeing it in the NFL, too, the analytics. I, I've always been a fan of them because uh, I think it's smarter sports. But, I, but, I, but I've said before, I don't want to reduce my athletes to code. Like, right. there, there are moments with Doc Rivers. It's like, I want Doc to look the athlete in the eye and, and be like, dude, I just want you to take the shot. He does that. That's actually what we're excited about. I think when, uh, when obviously I came after Doc and Elton were here, and, and they thought that the three of us to together could make great things. And so far, I've been learning so much from Doc. He's won a title. Uh, I think our strengths are very complementary. Uh, he's he's unbelievable with players, motivation, doing what you just said, which is like you know I I, I have a feeling this guy's going to deliver for us tonight and. Uh, he does a really great job with that. I always felt he was Joe Torrey as a baseball manager. He is. He reminds me of the stepdad you don't want to disappoint. <laughs> Interesting. I also think like this whole three-one thing is really nuts because like he's had a bunch of big leads. Do you know how to create the big lead? Doc Rivers and the team. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what does it matter? Losing seven games, it's somehow worse if you do it going up three-one and then losing seven than. What if we just alternated every game? No one would talk about it. So, like, to me, actually building a 3-1 lead uh, is a huge achievement. Uh, obviously, if you coach long enough, you're going to have some good times. You can have some bad times. He's had both. 
so it's just like everyone's trying to find a story uh, for why they're up or down on something, you know, which is which is fine. That's part of the job. So, you know, it's it's interesting because generationally, I mean, you know, basketball, especially professional basketball, hip hop, art, music, culturally, it's ahead of other leagues. So that could create a generational issue if the coach is too old. I mean, in football, we don't really talk about Belichick. He's 70. We, we, it's not really a thing, right? Saban's right. 70. But in basketball, it is interesting. A Is age – see, Doc feels young to me because in L.A. He is. He I just see, turned 60. And he so, feels young to me. Is that like a five handicap or something? I don't know. I haven't played with him because I'm not good enough. But, but yeah, no, he's, he's, a, he's a very – youthful and i think he connects with the players very well daryl um nba has been a players league since spencer haywood it's been a players league forever i do think there's a danger in labor running anything is that they're more emotional they're more self-concerned than the macro level and i did think, oh, yeah because owners just, aren't self-concerned at all yeah <laughs> Butters are okay. always, always magnanimous. Altruistic. <laughs> um, what is the balance, though? Taking care of your stars, taking care of your players, but them understanding this is a big business and we're all in this together. Yeah, it's a balance. Look, um, you only win with great players, uh, but they, you only win when you can make those great players be part of something larger than themselves. So again, this is where Doc comes in. It is not an easy balance. Um, I think every coach GM has struggled with this balance over their times and different teams. Um, but you have to balance it. Look, it's 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 the job. Like if if you're just like, oh, I just want to have players who shoot corner threes and do all this stuff, but really the job is personality management, getting them in the right instant, the right you know, roll the right frame of mind to succeed. Um, and then, you know, putting them in a system that, that enhances their strengths and minimizes their weaknesses. And, uh, you know, if it was, if it was all about just like their skill on the court, you know, we could play 2k, but it's, it's not. Make sure to check out the Draymond Green show. I brought Draymond Green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports, unique perspective, understands behind the rope, also chops up with guests like Gary Payton, Zach Levine, Tracy McGrady. Make sure, download the Draymond Green Show wherever you get your podcasts, only on the volume. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their hand-cook test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrified horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota let's go play places podcast network so i'm going to throw a couple of ideas for the nba because i think nba has oh, always been ideas. willing yeah okay can't wait so, so um well, i said are, today better than nick wright's ideas i'm assuming what what, what, are, what are his black and tars after every w <laughs> what is that so he, he'll have he'll have some wacky ideas so okay I'm, so here I'm ready for yours yeah i'm more of a business guy than nick okay. I, I try to okay. tell him that so um I would cut the league down to about 74 games because the revenue produced by television, you're not as beholden to seats and food sold and parking, is that I would think about reducing it to 74 to 70 games, no back-to-backs, little longer all-star break, add perhaps another round of playoffs. I would cut first round to best of five, not seven. Less is more. I think the I think the money being generated by television puts less of a burden on butts in seats. Thoughts? So you're 100 percent right, but you got to just you're too timid. You got to go farther. To me, like I like 58. Uh, I like every team plays every team two times. Uh, so I like a 58 game schedule. You're 100 percent right. You'll make up any loss, like yeah, revenue from tickets and whatever over time. Uh, in better ratings, like people tune in because it's a big game 
and they tune in and how likely you can win the title. And too many times in the NBA, there's a Monday night, two teams who aren't very good playing. And it's just, it's not good. It's not good for the sport. And we're moving that way. I would add a midseason tournament, which Adam Silver's done a really nice job. He's, he's pushing that. We just won that in our minor leagues. The playoffs, I 100% agree. Shorter is better. I would have it one and done. One and done. Every game is going to be like a Super Bowl or something. Until the conference it. finals? The whole way. And I know I'm, I'm like, I'm like the guy everyone else says is crazy, but there's a reason everyone tunes into every game at huge ratings in the NFL. It is literally one and done. And the NCAA tournament in 63 games gets more TV money than we do in our entire regular season. So like the more drama, the more TV ratings, the more money. Like, so in terms of your business, I, I would do, I know these are radical things. Everyone in the league thinks I'm crazy, but I would do one and done. I would have the regular season. Uh, if you're the top two, you get a buy. If you're the next few, you get seated. Well, the rest have to do a one and done play in. Um, and yeah, I'm, I like radical and creating huge appointments. We just saw the Super Bowl. We want, we, any sports should want more games that are close to the Super Bowl. Nothing's going to beat the Super Bowl for a little while, though. I think, I think the NBA can pass the NFL in my lifetime for sure for their biggest game being being a big deal. I would disagree, but nonetheless, here's my second idea. Oh, great. I'm good. Uh, I would institute the hand check again. Here's why. Um, initially, the hand check was eliminated and sort of that forearm you could use in the back of a center because it, 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 was, it felt like almost a violent move. But I would argue the lack of a hand check and the evolution of the quickness, the twitchiness, and the talent of players, you cannot stay in front of point guards. They go to the basket and have trees fall on them. And increasingly, little guys are getting hurt more, and they're the quarterbacks of your sport. I don't care who gets hurt. When the point, when Chris Paul's out, the Suns are not as much fun to watch, and the Warriors aren't as much fun to watch when they don't have Steph Curry. You can lose a forward, even occasionally a big I want to see movement. Institute a hand check to be able to at least simulate some level of keeping littles out of the paint. It will actually preserve smaller players. Yeah, so where I'd agree with you primarily is that what we have to what we have to stop and the league's moving in a good direction is that if you are somewhere within like five feet in near the basket, it's basically still mixed martial arts under the hoop. Like if you've sat under the hoop, which I bet you have, yes, it's you can't imagine the level of strength, athleticism, and the amount of physical, just huge bodies hitting huge bodies that you see. And, and that's what's allowed five feet and in. And then you go in the perimeter and you can barely breathe on a point guard who's 5'10 and fast going past you. It, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever to the rules. It, it creates like really weird things when you're in the brackish area from five feet to 10 feet. It's like, so all of a sudden, like you, you, you like, you have to go from like, I can't touch them to now I can be physical, but they're driving. It's, it's, it's very complicated and it's easier said than done to try and clean it up. But I would say you either need to like not allow the physical play also in the interior, or you have to get back to allowing when there's contact, there's, there has to be extreme levels 
of contact that moves people off their line, off their base, off their inertial position before you're calling a foul, even on the perimeter. On the interior, you can like go up and hammer someone. And especially if it's like a loose ball and there's almost never a call, like unless the guy's like tackling them or physically throwing them down uh, or it's a very obvious, they jump in the air and they get pushed so the ref can see them getting knocked off the line. Otherwise it's basically anything goes on the interior and it's basically too, too much like barely touching them in the uh, perimeter. Finally, this isn't a theory. It's just, I, I like that I can take you to these places or you can take my audience to places. There was for a time, the international players were seen as more finesse, but more highly skilled because of the academies they went into early, especially bigs. They were front facing the basket, better shooters, Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, and the sense was the the American player was a little more physical, not as skilled, a little tougher. Um, in your years in the NBA, I'm seeing little nastier international players and more skilled American players, at least earlier. That's my interpretation. You tell me, am I on to something or not? Yeah, I think the league's gotten more skill-based. Like, there's very, very few, like, one-dimensional rebounders. There were a bunch when I was, like, Reggie Evans. They're the, you know, the the Theo Ratliff. They're just, like, one-dimensional, really guys and you just can't have it to have an offense that can that can put big points on the board you need skill at all five positions so skill has become more of a premium uh people are better at our lower levels in the united states to do more with bigs and that they are put the ball in their hand more because they know that's how they're going to become an nba player so you'll very rarely find a top prospect or top hundred 200 prospect who's not who doesn't have the ball in their hands no matter what their size at a very young age now so that's adding to our skilled bigs um we obviously have a huge number of people playing in the nba so we have a huge talent base like it's like in kenya the reason they have amazing runners the entire country runs in the u.s everyone plays basketball so and we're a country of 350 to 400 million so so our talent is going to be hyper is going to get more and more skilled, especially at a bigger and bigger sizes. And it's, it's closed the gap from international. So international players always were better ball handlers, better shooters, better passers because of how they train. Like Arturis Karnasovas, who's the Chicago Bulls GM. We worked together. I believe he told me, I'm trying that he wasn't really allowed to play five on five until he was like 12. Like they just drilled ball handling, shooting, it sounds horribly boring as someone who grew up in the U.S. and played basketball. <laughs> if I was allowed to play till I was 12, and I'm sure there's some exaggeration or I'm getting the storyline, but more or less that's the case. They had these academies to feed into the overall Soviet system that Lithuania was a part of at the time. So anyway, long story short, to get back to your original question, I believe our players are getting more skilled in the U.S. The training methods are better. The academy levels are better. We have sort of like academies happening at the high school level now and things like that. Uh, and it's closed the gap to the skill and the, and the international level. And what that means is that the less athletic players from, from Europe, they don't have a big skill advantage anymore. So they, if you don't have a skill advantage as someone who didn't, I don't know if you played basketball. Yes. You, you probably were more skilled than me. I wasn't, I was tall and I was big. And, and so when you're tall and big and less skilled, if you're not playing physical, you're not bringing anything. You may as well not play. 
So I had to right. play very physical just to be good enough to be on the floor uh, at my pathetic high school level. So anyway, I'm agreeing with you again. I, I, I need to disagree with you. If I want a future radio program with you, I need to like make up some controversy. Yeah, we have to manufacture We have to manufacture. Angst. We have to ask Brittany, like, you know, what, what made up argument should we have today? Or something like that. So. But, you know, one of the reasons I love bringing you on is I, I've always been fascinated with the growth of sports and the evolution of it. Even as a kid, I grew up with Jim Zorn. He was a quarterback for the Seahawks. He was a left-hander. There were no left-handers oh, Jim who Zorn. ran I'm around. Enough, I'm old enough to know Jim Zorn. So. Yeah. So I don't know. That was kind of my my uh, indoctrination of sports professional sports was a lot of that. Now, I, I did grow up. I saw Wilt Chamberlain back in 72 or 73. He was old, slow, headband Laker Wilt. I don't remember him. But I do remember, you know, it, it's funny about my earliest sports memories. Spencer Haywood is one of them, who was this great player who fought back and said, no, no, no. You're, nobody's coming to watch you guys. They're coming to watch me. Do you remember Spencer Haywood? I don't know Spencer Haywood. I was just glad you didn't reference George Mikan earlier in the <laughs> <laughs> program. I wasn't. Uh, I do know of Will Chamberlain. I didn't. I didn't get to see. Uh, How old are you? I'm 49. So my. Oh uh, Jesus. So my my big uh, my big first sports memories. One was my father taking me to see Hank Aaron when I was like six uh, at, in Milwaukee because I you know I was born in Wisconsin. And that's an early memory. And my other world is I, I loved World Be Free on the Cleveland Oh, yes. In 82. And you know what's crazy is I see World Be Free every night. He's from Philadelphia. And he's like, you know, it's great. Like, sometimes I want to suit him up because he's in great shape. And I know he can shoot. And shooting, like, shooting's a premium. World Be Free would be much better now than he was back, back then. Uh, I've said so. that about uh, I've said that about Dave Kingman, who played for the oh, Mets yes, and Giants. Today, would be Cody Bellinger. Oh, Dave a King tall guy who strikes out, out and home runs. <laughs> yeah, Rob Deere was the next Dave Kingman, basically. And and now yep. that's in vogue. Either hit a home run or you're striking out, so you're not hitting a double play ball. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's another thing where baseball's going. That I want I want more bunts and runs. I want I want more I want more fun stuff in the field, Colin. Analytics is ruining baseball. It's ruining it. Well, I will say this. The one thing about analytics in basketball, I like I love Chris Paul's game. I love the mid-range jumper. And I always had, I think I told you this before, is that the playoffs become situational. Like in baseball, analytics are great for volume. But in the playoffs, you'll ask Clayton Kershaw to come out of the bullpen. In the NBA playoffs, hell, sometimes, Daryl, I just need a stop. And I need a basket. Kawhi Leonard's great at both of those. So that that's my rub on analytics is I do think they work all the time. But I do think there are things in the playoffs situationally. For instance, referees tend to swallow the whiff, whistle in the NBA conference finals to finals. You're not Carl Malone. You're not going to get the foul, Carl Malone. Sometimes James Harden. So like I always think the mid-level player the Chris Paul has increasing value as the season progresses. Is that reasonable? Well, I think not only as you go into the playoffs, but also late in the game, some of the dynamics. So I, one thing I'd like to clear up as a, I have to defend the word analytics is people view it as like going on fourth down or shooting threes, or they, they, they boil it down to these talking points. Uh, and yes, if you were to just say every moment in a game is the same. So a three is usually better than a two or 
every moment of the game is the same and fourth and three on the 40 is generally better than to go for it than not, whatever, whatever it might be that ignores that analytics is really just using data to inform your decisions. So the decisions haven't changed. So late in a basketball game, um, let's say you're, you're down one, for example, and you have the last shot. Well, a three does, you no good there. A three is no better than a two. Like you're just trying to act. It's very important to go last. So you don't want to leave time on the clock. You want that shot to be as high percentage as possible, whether it's a two or a three. So but that's analytics too, is analyzing those probability shifts. So people sort of perceive that like analytics somehow doesn't know about game context or the fact that, you know, going on fourth down is dynamic based on how tough the defense you're going against is or how good your offense is at generating short yardage versus, you know, expected value of yardage. So um, that's all part of it. Right. And so it becomes like everything and nothing, but really all it means is like, I'm going to use data to help me make the decision versus just make the decision based on my own personal experience, which is basically I'm only using the data of my lifetime and what I've watched, which is very good data, but it's not all of it. And so you should use that data and other data. That's really all we're saying. I think, I think we made America smarter over the last 35 minutes. I hope so. I, I love coming on your show because I get the best questions, so... <laughs> yeah, Nick Wright. He Nick Wright will he'll break down these basketball situations, and I'm like Nick. You know that's the thing. We're he's older just getting than Nick. preachy in his old age, isn't getting, he? He's going for those soundbite YouTube clips. Like he's <laughs> he's selling out, Colin. Selling out, like closer look style. You know, you and I are still have that garage band quality. We haven't <laughs> sold out yet. Exactly. Yeah, none of us have sold out. Great seeing you, Dale. All right. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Thanks. The volume. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store.
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.